Welcome to the Haynes Report. I'm Carol Haynes. A Marxist revolution is being waged in America to take down our government, and as you know, one of the institutions under attack is education. As South African communist dictator Nelson Mandela famously said, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. This disruption in American education is having a disastrous effect on our children, though. In fact, the rate of suicides among teens doubled between 2007 and 2018, and it just continues to grow worse. Instead of getting rid of the causes of teen suicide, lawmakers and educators are pushing social and emotional learning as the antidote for student mental health issues. For those of you out there who've been following my commentaries and podcasts on SEL, you know that this is how teachers are integrating critical race theory and transgenderism into classrooms. In today's show, I'm going to into the complicated background of teen mental health problems and talk about what this means for our nation. For the past decade, I've been speaking to audiences about how schools are creating the problems and then use the problems for justification for social and emotional learning. Restorative justice, culturally responsive teaching, and then they call for gun control. There was a recent study that was published by the National Bureau of Economic Research and it found that youth suicides are closely tied with the in-person school attendance, in other words, the school calendar. The report documents a long-term tie, a historical tie between suicides and school calendars. In fact, suicide rates for 12 to 18 year olds go down during the summer months, but they begin to rise when students go back to school in either August or in September. Then there's a slight decline during the Christmas winter break then there's a peak occurring in fall and spring. Well, this pattern changed dramatically in March 2020 when schools closed for the pandemic and the teen suicide rate remained low until kindergarten through 12th grade schools reopened in fall of 2020. That's when the suicide rate jumped from 12 to 18% between fall 2020 and spring 2021 during that calendar year for schools and that's when students went back into the classroom for in-person classes. I mentioned earlier that there's been a doubling of teen suicides between 2007 and 2018. Well, this study suggests that school bullying and school media, or rather social media, were possibly related. You know, that could be, but the reasons for increased teen suicide are far more complicated than that, and with so many to share the blame, which I'm going to address a bit later in the show. Let's look at another report. There was a CDC survey in 2021 called Youth Risk Behavior Survey. It shows that one out of every three teenage girls say they have seriously considered suicide. Now that's up 60% over the past 10 years. Overall, more than 40% of boys and girls said they felt so sad or hopeless within the past year that they couldn't even do their regular activities such as schoolwork or sports, and it would go on for at least two weeks at a time. However, girls are more affected than boys are. The CDC study found that more than half of the teenagers who identified as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or questioning said they struggled with mental health. In fact, one out of five LGBTQ teenagers reported that they had attempted suicide within just the past year. There's been a dramatic rise in violent behavior targeting girls in particular. Sexual violence and assaults, too, have risen among girls, 
And in fact, one out of five say they've experienced it within the past year. The good news from the CDC study is that the use of alcohol, marijuana, and opioids has actually decreased. There was another survey conducted. This one was with the Mary Christie Institute that found recent college graduates are not emotionally prepared for the workforce. More than half reported emotional or mental health challenges, and they say they're continuing into their job, into the workplace. Well, women reported worse mental health than men. In fact, 68% of males reported having good or mental health, excellent mental health, but only 45% of females said they had good or excellent mental health. Over half of the survey participants reported that they experienced burnout at least once a week in their jobs. That's like every five days, one day out of five, they have burnout. A career coach and workforce expert, Ken Coleman, said the findings on mental health problems are a stark predictor of continuing lack of engagement as well as low productivity and no loyalty. And he says this leads to negative impacts on our economies and our and our companies and then our national economy. By the way, that will factor into where we are in, in international standing and our strength as a, as a country and how we're viewed as a country. So it has major security um, significance as well. I said earlier that the causes of teen depression and suicide are complicated and that there's much blame to go around. Well, let's look at some of these causes. Computer screens are cause of teen suicides. They have a negative biological and psychological health effects on children, including reduced intelligence, increased ADHD, autism, anxiety, bipolar disorder, depression, psychosis, increased aggression, and of course, screen addiction. Government schools are dishing out then more than $5 billion of our taxpayer money every year to big tech, who then in turn design digital products to be highly addictive so they know exactly what they're doing. Their sleep marketing slogans promise that computerized learning, now their big word for that is personalized learning, that's how they dub this, but they say it will improve student achievement and it will help students to compete in the 21st century, but that's all a farce. It's a lie. The students' test or die, uh, standardized reading test scores keep falling, and the students are admitting that their reading comprehension is lower when they're on a computer screen instead of looking at a book, and they say their attention spans are also shorter when they're looking at a computer screen instead of a book, a hard copy there. Another cause is video games, another cause of teen suicides. In fact, they cause screen addiction. Our federal government and big tech have colluded to flood K through 12 government classrooms with computers, with adaptive software, and they data mine a student's behavior, their beliefs, their interactions, and the ed tech companies then use that information to create more products for the marketplace. Some classrooms use the Microsoft video game called Minecraft. Dr. Nicholas Kodaris, who's a renowned addiction expert, says that Minecraft, Minecraft rather, is in every way clinically and neurologically an addicting drug, and he says it's actually harder to treat than cocaine. A third cause is radical sex. It destabilized students. 
transgender students, in fact, are almost four times as likely as cisgender people to experience a mental health condition, including mood and anxiety disorders, PTSD, schizophrenia, personality disorders, ADHD, autism, and of course, substance use disorders. Now, we have to blame teachers in schools for this. Here was an example that came out, I believe, in maybe Fox News recently, Al Vernaccio, an English teacher at Pennsylvania Friends Central School. And that is an elite private Quaker school. And this teacher runs a sexuality curriculum for the whole school, putting together classes and assemblies for nursery children from the age of three all the way up to 18 and those who are leaving schools. What's interesting is that he uses graphic pictures of genitals in his classes and his words to desensitize the students. To make it worse, the school administration backs him. And I might add, their parents are paying almost $44,000 a year to send their children to Friends Central School in Pennsylvania. Remember that name, because I don't think you'll want to send your child there. And the school administration thinks he is doing no wrong. They say he is a nationally renowned teacher, an excellent teacher. Some of the, the, some of the uh, media has taken it viral about a school board meeting where a mom read aloud what her five-year-old child was being taught about anal sex. Well, as she read aloud the book, the board members tried to shush her and tell her that her language in, was inappropriate but it seemed to go over their heads, or, or obviously they didn't want to even have to talk about it, that her child was being taught those words in school, this fifth grader. The school board was okay with the child being taught that. In another school board meeting, a father was handcuffed and literally drag, dragged off to jail by police because he protested at the school board meeting that his daughter had been raped by a transgender male in the girls' restroom and the school covered it up. Teachers are transitioning students sexually and hiding it from parents. Students don't understand that surgical procedures are not irreversible. In fact, they say they believe that they have surgery and they're not happy with the results. They can just go back. They say this after they've had their surgery. They've, they've been publicly um, denouncing this. When the student's depression is not cured by cutting off healthy body parts and they realize the procedure can't be reversed, some of these teenagers are committing suicide. Well, we have to look at what the schools are really pushing into the classroom. More than 40% of government school districts, public school districts nationwide, have adopted the radical national sex education standards so in K through second grade, that's kindergarten through second grade, students are learning about transgenderism, including the words gender and gender identity. Now third graders are taught about the role of hormone blockers for transgender minors. Fifth graders learn about masturbation, and sixth graders learn how to define oral, anal, and vaginal sex. Sixth graders are taught that abortion is a form of contraception while seventh graders are taught about condoms and oral and anal sex as being a form of abstinence. How could we not expect these students to be traumatized and depressed when they get this diet of radical sex on a regular daily basis? 
Another cause, critical race theory in the classroom is traumatizing students. White students, especially white boys, are being targeted and shamed for being white supremacists. A, seventh, a seven year old child over in Williamson County, Tennessee, became suicidal after she was shamed for being white. She went home and she told her mom she could not understand why people hated her so much just because she was white. And she told her mom she didn't want to go back to school. Now, keep in mind that Williamson County is a very affluent county in Tennessee. It's one of the most affluent in the nation. So we're not talking about the dregs of the earth as, as far as the schools. These are very, very good schools, and yet the parents are not aware in some cases that this is going on. Teachers and principals are going around and they're t boasting about how they're getting around state bans. They're laughing about it. They say that, well, we just tell parents that the school is not teaching critical race theory. And this is how they're getting around it, and parents are not pushing back. So be aware that schools, public schools, are teaching critical race theory, especially if they're getting any federal money. They're teaching critical race theory. Fifth, atheism in schools has a negative effect on children. Dr. Justin Barrett, author of the book, Born Believers, said and Born Believers, the Science of Children's Religious Belief, wrote this, that children have a natural affinity for thinking about and believing in gods. He says, this is innate in children. However, he says, when these children enter into atheistic public schools, teachers and books teach them to reject as superstitious nonsense that knowledge and beliefs they already possess. This is having a very negative effect on students with one of the consequences being depression. Dr. Barrett says that research indicates that actively religious people have been shown to enjoy more mental and emotional health, positive. They recover from trauma quicker and they have longer and happier lives. He says that if we really, really want to improve the mental health of American children, the easiest and the fastest way is to convert our atheistic schools into godly schools. Well, school children, teenagers, and young children are being taught about evolution. They're being taught about Eastern religions and transcendentalism and meditation. Forget the word prayer, they're going into meditation. And they never understand that it is from, uh, from a pagan religion, uh, the pagan e Eastern religions. A sixth cause of, of teen suicides is death education. Educators use the language of death, such as bury, corpse, embalm, morgues. And they use their own spelling tests, and then they conduct exercises in which students ponder the best ways and the worst ways to die. And students are even forced to write their obituaries. And guess what? They even have field trips to cemeteries and to funeral homes. These schools are claiming that teaching students about death is supposed to prepare them for life. Here's an interesting story from the past that involves Columbine High School. This is where there was a grisly school massacre in April of 1999, but years before that students were already reporting how death education was being integrated into many of the courses at Columbine. Tara, a student, came forth and was um, bringing it public that the students were being taught that death was 
glamorous. It was death was being made to look glamorous, and the teachers would tell them how hard life was, but that reincarnation would just solve their problems. Students were told that they would return to a much better life form and become like God. Well, after one of their students committed suicide, the school held a suicide talking day, and every class was to talk about obituaries and suicide notes. Can you imagine writing your obituary, but before that, writing your suicide note? These students were told to trust their own judgment in choosing whether they should live or whether they should die. Well, we can expect this to be having an, an effect, an impact on teen suicides, and that is money. That's our seventh. It's predictably linked to teen mental health issues. Why? Because business, medicine, and politics are getting billions of dollars out of student mental health problems. Let's look at politics first. Our government colludes with WHO, WHO, and WHO is an agency of the United Nations, which is a con communist agency, an entity. And the United States is a member of the UN. So it was no surprise when the Obama administration allocated more than $150 million in grants to schools to test kindergarten through 12th graders for mental health issues. Personal data would be obtained and then logged into databases which followed the student throughout his academic career and into the military and into his job. As I said, WHO is an agency of the Communist UN, and they, decades ago, established policies, and it was going to be worldwide policies, so that all countries would be on board this, and then they were going to push it into the schools, and that's exactly what they've done. And but you see it throughout our country, you see it in health, you see it in the CDC, it's very widely uh, implemented. Well, the WHO has established policies to force citizens to change, adapt, and conform to this planned society. The planned society is the New World Order, so that there won't be any conflict in beliefs among our people, meaning that they don't want students to be thinking that they have freedom of thought or speech or religion. And surely they wouldn't be thinking about a national sovereignty because there won't be any national sovereignty. Well, it is through these SEL, social and emotional learning surveys, that students are being assessed to determine if they meet the new mental standards of the new world order. This will be a new world government. Okay, in business, social emotional learning is a billion dollar business. It's supposed to solve the mental health crisis, yet every one of the lessons includes sexuality, gender, race, racism, class, and the nuclear families. All of the lessons bring that in in some fashion. Academic learning has been replaced by SEL with 95% of the school districts nationwide saying that they use it all the way from pre-K up through the 12th grade. And in fact, the sale of social-emotional learning materials has shot up 45% in 2021. In SEL is an emergency profession. They now have master and doctoral college programs. Graduates who are coming out get six-figure salaries working in, the, like say, the school system at, at, a, at a district level, and they're implementing this in every part, absolutely every part.
of education. These people are being paid by taxpayers. They're, in fact, it's the top heavy, the top heavy of staffing. And that's where a lot of our money is going in the schools, in the school systems. Another big business is Big Pharma and they are making billions on the student health issues. They make billions from puberty blockers and numerous psychiatric medications. It's a known fact that pharmaceutical companies spend far more than any other industry to influence politicians. It's a scam. It came as no surprise to us here in Texas when Governor Greg Abbott declared that mental health services on school campuses would make Texas schools safe from gun violence. So this became his 2019 emergency item. Now for those of you out there who are not Texans, anytime Governor Abbott says it's an emergency item, it's mean it's going to be pushed through one way or the other. No matter what parents want, no matter what the taxpayer wants, it will be pushed through. So today, Texas schools have mental health services on campuses and schools have partnered with private psychiatric hospitals for student inpatient care and medications. Students can be referred to psychiatric hospitals without their parents' consent. And the police come and they take the children over to the hospital, call the parents on the way over, first time the parents know about it, and then if the insurance runs out, then the parents get billed. One father got billed for over $4,200 for the services that he never ever consented to for his child. Well, in medicine, medical professions, professionals are profiting handsomely from sex change surgeries and lifetime patient care. Well, in wrapping up, we have to say that everybody wonders why there have been so many shootings and massacres in schools and elsewhere. So many teen suicides, so much self-destructive behavior among teens, yet the godless left who is pushing this agenda and this environment schools, they know exactly what's going on and they know why it's going on. Destroying our culture and our religious faith is their scheme for taking down our nation from within. But Americans are waking up. We already are seeing how the pendulum is swinging back to the right with the recent events at Asbury College where students stayed for days, 24 by 7, praying and repenting. And others came from thousands of miles away to join them in praying and praying and repenting. And then they went back home to replicate what they had experienced these religious revivals now are being organized all over the nation, on college campuses, in small towns. This may just be the beginning of the next great awakening that many have been predicting. We're seeing a parallel society form as many leave their mainstream churches. They're moving out to rural areas. They're planting home gardens, setting up neighborhood coalitions. They're going off the grid and they're setting up free market education for their children, such as homeschools, pods, microschools, self-directed learning, and numerous other options outside of public schools, and even woke private schools, and even woke charter schools. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Dr. Haynes Report, and I'm Carol Haynes. Please visit my website, drcarolhhaynes.com.